Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're tuning into this podcast during this season of Lent. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. welcome you very warmly to St Bride's to our service of choral evensong on this the fifth Sunday of Lent 
which is Passion Sunday. We're delighted that you are able to join us for this service online. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep, we have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, According to thy promises, declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the Almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Old Testament lesson is written in the second book of Chronicles, chapter 35, beginning at the first verse. Moreover, Josiah kept a Passover unto the Lord in Jerusalem, and they killed the Passover on the fourteenth day of the first month. And he set the priests in their charges, and encouraged them to the service of the house of the Lord, and said unto the Levites that taught all Israel, which were holy unto the Lord, Put the holy ark in the house which Solomon the son of David king of Israel did build. It shall not be a burden upon your shoulders. Serve now the Lord your God, and his people Israel, and prepare yourselves by the houses of your fathers after your courses, according to the writing of David king of Israel and according to the writing of Solomon his son. And stand in the holy place according to the divisions of the families of the fathers of your brethren the people, and after the division of the families of the Levites. So kill the Passover, and sanctify yourselves, and prepare your brethren, that they may do according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. So the service was prepared, and the priests stood in their place, and the Levites in their courses, according to the king's commandment. And they killed the Passover, and the priests sprinkled the blood from their hands, and the Levites flayed them. And they removed the burnt offerings, that they might give according to the divisions of the families of the people, to offer unto the Lord, as it is written in the book of Moses. And so did they with the oxen, and they roasted the Passover with fire according to the ordinance. But the other holy offerings sod they in pots, and in cauldrons, and in pans, and divided them speedily among all the people. And afterward they made ready for themselves and for the priests, because the priests the sons of Aaron were bruised in offering of burnt offerings and the fat until night. Therefore the Levites prepared for themselves and for the priests the sons of Aaron. And the singers the sons of Asaph were in their place, according to the commandment of David and Asaph and Haman and Jeduthun the king's seer. And the porters waited at every gate, they might not depart from their service, for their brethren the Levites prepared for them. So all the service of the Lord was prepared the same day, to keep the Passover, and to offer burnt offerings upon the altar of the Lord, according to the commandment of King Josiah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The New Testament lesson is written in the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 22, beginning at the first verse. Now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way, and communed with the chief priests and captains, how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad, and covenanted to give him money. And he promised, and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Then came the day of unleavened bread, when the Passover must be killed. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare us the Passover, that we may eat. And they said unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare? And he said unto them, Behold, when ye are entered into the city, there shall a man meet you, bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he entereth in. And ye shall say unto the goodman of the house, The master saith unto thee, Where is the guest chamber, where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And he shall show you a large upper room, furnished. There make ready. And they went, and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Bread features a great deal in the Bible in all kinds of ways, and it has a significance that is both literal and symbolic. As one of the traditional staples of the human diet throughout human history in its various forms, bread can, of course, be made from a range of different kinds of grain, and even, for example, from potato flour, it readily lends itself as a symbol for that which is essential to sustaining human life. It certainly featured significantly in Israelite religion, and in the stories that the Hebrew people told of their relationship with God. Such stories range from the famous tale in the book of Exodus of the manna in the wilderness, the bread of heaven, that sustained the Israelites during their 40 years of wandering. In Genesis 14, the priest Melchizedek brought out bread and wine and blessed them in the presence of Abram. In the Jerusalem temple, the bread of the presence, sometimes called the showbread, was kept as a reminder to the, people of, to the people of God's presence with them, and it symbolized his role as both their provider and their sustainer. And of course, bread comes to have a particular resonance in the New Testament. Our second reading this evening which describes the preparations for the Last Supper, makes reference to the Passover as the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And it was within that context that Jesus did something utterly extraordinary and startling when he took bread and blessed it and broke it and shared it with his disciples, saying to them, Take, eat. This is my body that is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So much is encapsulated in that strange prophetic act. It speaks of Jesus' giving of himself for them, of his forthcoming sacrificial death, of the sustenance that he gives to the souls of those who pledge to follow him on their journeys of faith and so much more. And it was Jesus who referred to himself in John's Gospel as the bread of life. So I worry sometimes that some of the power of that symbolism is in danger of becoming lost in a culture such as ours, in which the superabundance of food of all kinds means that bread is merely one other form of carbohydrate amongst countless others. And also, to introduce an additional thought, in which, in an era of supermarket shopping, most of us live lives that are so remote from the realities and the processes of food production that we have little sense of the sources of our food, let alone the labour and the technology that lies behind its appearance on the shelf of our local store. Yet another sign of how alienated we are from the, from the resources of our planet, which we so readily take for granted, simply because we never have to make the connection. 
There's a wonderful poem by one of my favorite contemporary poets, David Scott, that is about the significance of bread. It's a poem that not only touches on the Eucharistic resonances of bread, but also in keeping with our own focus on environmental concerns during this season of Lent here at St. Bride's, reminds us in a beautiful and thought-provoking way of how distant we have become from the land and its bounty. David Scott's poem, incidentally, also takes me back to my own childhood when all of my summer holidays were spent on my grandparents' farm, which happened to be an old mill house, no longer functioning as such, but one of its massive millstones was still very much in evidence. It took me right back to my youth. As you'll hear, the poet also makes use of an ancient Anglo-Saxon word, hlaf, the word for un unleavened bread, from which we derive our own word, loaf. His poem is called, A Long Way From Bread. We have come so far from bread. Rarely do we hear the clatter of the mill wheel, see the flour in every cranny, the shaking down of the sack, the chalk on the door, the rats, the race, the pool, baking day, and the old loaves, cob, cottage, platted, brick. We have come so far from bread. Once the crock said, bread, and the bread was what was there, and the family's arm went deeper down each day to find it, and the crust was favoured. We have come so far from bread. Terrifying is the breach between wheat and table. Wheat and bread. Bread and what goes for bread. Loaves now come in regiments, so that loaf is not the word. Chlath is one of the oldest words we have. I go on about bread because it was to bread that Jesus trusted the meaning he had of himself. It was an honor for the bread to be the knot in the Lord's handkerchief, reminding him about himself. So, O oh bread breakable, O oh bread given, O oh bread a blessing, Count yourself lucky, bread. Not that I am against wafers, especially the ones produced under steam from some hidden nunnery with our Lord crucified into them. They are at least unleavened and fit the hand without remainder. But it is still a long way from bread. Better for each household to have its own bread, daily, enough and to spare. 
dough the size of a rolled towel for feeding angels unawares. Then, if the bread is holy, all that has to do with bread is holy. Board, knife, cupboard, so that the gap between all things is closed in our attention to the bread of the day. I know that man cannot live on bread alone. I say, let us get the bread right. Amen. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O Lord, the King who rides on the colt of a donkey. We lay before you our lives dedicated to your service. Give your church grace to sing your praises in word and deed.
we ask for your blessing on all who serve this community of St. Bride. We pray for Alison, our rector, for Sarah, our bishop, and the leaders of all your holy churches. We pray especially today for the Church of North India and for Prem Chand Singh, moderator and bishop of Jabalpur. Also for the church in Aalborg in Denmark and for its bishop, Thomas Reinholdt Rasmussen. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed are you, O Lord, the servant king. We lay before you the decisions and choices we must make. Give us grace to use the power we have for the benefit of all. We ask for your blessing on our Queen, our government and the leaders of the nations. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed are you, O Lord, friend of rich and poor. We lay before you our friendships and those we find difficult to be with. We pray for all those in our world who work for peace. We continue to pray for Ukraine and for journalists in that land and elsewhere around the world where they are at risk in the course of their work. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed are you, O Lord, suffering servant. We lay before you the sick and the dying. We remember especially all those in our parish community in this city and around the world who are in need at this time. We pray for any others known to us and all who suffer in body, in mind or in spirit. Give us hope to find a voice to sing your praise. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed are you, O Lord, crucified King. We lay before you all who have died. Give life eternal to all who trust in you. We remember especially before you all the recently departed and those whose years mine comes at this time. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We commend ourselves and all for whom we have prayed to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept, accept these, these prayers, prayers for, the for the sake, sake of, of thy, thy Son, our Saviour Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen.
The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.